It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. there baseball fans and as you can tell by the sound of the organ it's that time again that's right it's time for a little bit of baseball welcome to inside the park rsg's inside the park i'm your host hank davis and for the next half hour or so we're going to talk a little bit of baseball all around the league here we are in the second week of the season thereabouts we are in uh the week week uh we'll the week of April 14th. That's right. The week of April 14th. By the time we've shown this, what's happened already is tax day has gone by. Okay. Easter is on its way and baseball is just getting started. We are right now, if this was a football game, we would be in the first half of the first quarter of the new season. So we've got a whole lot of baseball that's going on. We've got a whole lot of baseball still left to play, but there's already been some that's that's been played that we're excited and I'm excited to talk to you about today. You know, um, hopefully the, the blizzard season is over. You know, we've had some games that were canceled while the teams are getting out there to some of these Midwest cities like Minnesota, where they had to cancel the game while the team was in flight, while the visiting teams were in flight to get there. Okay. So now all of a sudden we're hoping that the blizzard season is over and has passed and we can get on down to some good old ball, good old fashioned ball playing. So let's get started and let's start to break down the season as we know it right now. As I said right now, as I said before, very early in the season, the first half of the first quarter, some teams between 16 and 20 ball games have been played at, at, at the making of this podcast. But there's still some there's been some exciting things that's happened so far. You know, last time we, we, we uh, talked, our last podcast, we talked about a couple of streaks we, that that. Uh, at this time, good news and bad news on the opposite side of streaks has come to that's that's now been broken. Uh, Chris Davis of the Baltimore Orioles finally, finally breaks his uh, breaks through and gets a hit after 54 plate appearances. Um, he got a hit off of Rick Porcello, uh, a base hit after 54 uh, plate appearances. Later on, I think he got a home run. Uh, but he, but he's kind of back off of that, off that snide a little bit. And I know I heard a lot of people say, why would they keep playing him? But when you got a player that, that was MVP caliber just a few years ago in Chris Davis, you got to give him an opportunity to break through it, especially so early in the season. Okay. Uh, regardless of if you're a Baltimore Oriole, if you are in that tough American league East, do you have an opportunity? If you're not going to compete, he could be a good bargaining chip at the trade deadline. You got to get him going. He's still when he when he hits the ball, he's lethal. He figures it out. He could be a good he could be a good bargaining chip for you down the road if you're not going to make it. And also, uh, Whit Merrifield. And to all you Whit Merrifield fans out there, I apologize if I said he sounded like a choir. His name sounded like a, a choir director. But to his credit, Whit Merrifield did uh, break George Brett. He did his. Um, 
hitting streak did finally come to an end at 31 games, but he did break uh, George Brett's uh, all-time Kansas City Royal hitting streak record, which was at 30. He went 0 for 6 against uh, Seattle uh, this week uh, at Kauffman Stadium. Uh, one day after setting the club record and again surpassing uh, George Brett's record that that was, that had held for the Royals since 1980. So congratulations, and too bad you couldn't keep it going, you know. And and that's good talk, you know, with, uh, as far as what Whit Merrifield did. Uh, but coming far, far, far short of two records of the major league record, the National League record set by Pete Rose, which I believe is 45 games hitting streak, and then the big one set by Jolton Joel DiMaggio, the New York Yankees, for you youngsters out there who don't know, 50, 56 straight games uh, with with a hit. And just kind of give you some comparison there. Right now we play 162 games in the season. They didn't play 162 games. They played uh, – 152 games, I believe, when uh, 150 games when when Jolton Joe played, so just almost half the a little bit less than half the season he got a hit in all those games. Okay, uh, just just an amazing feat that we 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 get close to it, but I'm at that point right now uh, that unless you're at the 40 uh, game mark or the 45 game marks as far as hits, let's not talk about it. But for Whit Merrifield, great accomplishment, a uh, good job. Okay. Um, so let's let's let I don't like I told you guys the last time uh, we don't want to get too much into the standings because unless you start getting 40 and 50 games in, you know, you're really not talking about nothing. Again, this is like you're playing. If you're in any other sport, you're in the first quarter, you go up three to nothing. If you're in football or you go up one to nothing, if you're in hockey or you've got you a six to eight point lead in the first quarter. Clearly, it doesn't mean anything. Teams start to figure themselves out. But there are some intriguing stories and intriguing storylines to at least address at this time. Of the, at, at this time, And let's just do that, shall we? So let's just look at the, the, the American League East. This, this to me, uh, you've got two of the best teams in baseball in Boston and New York that's playing in this league, in, 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 this, in this division. But what gets me about what's going on in the East right now is, oh, by the way, the Tampa Bay Rays has now got the best record in baseball. Now, we, like I said before, you're 16 to 18 games in. There's nothing to really uh, write home about. But it does kind of lend to what's going on with the Rays. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in detail. Uh, there's nothing to really talk about, in my opinion, in the American League Central. Again, one of the weakest divisions. It's, to me, it's still Cleveland and everybody else. And I know some of you out there are saying, wait a minute. Minnesota's got a nice young team. I still think the the Twins are a year away, and I believe the Twins still need to make some moves uh, right now. And you know, at the trade deadline, provided that they're close. Okay, you've got a bunch of teams that's five hundred sub five hundred, and the Cleveland Indians. Okay, Cleveland made a push several years ago. They lost the World Series again. They lost the World Series to the Cubs. They the Cubs didn't win it. The Indians lost it. I don't have no dog in the fight there. I'm just letting you know. Okay, then you got my other team that we talked about a little bit the last time we broke it down, the Seattle Mariners. Now, they are an intriguing team as well. Again, the Mariners and the Rays, I do believe, and we'll talk about a little bit later, have an opportunity to to really make a playoff push. Okay, simply because of uh, what they've kind of done under the radar, not, not getting that great big gigantic free agent signing but what their farm systems have been doing and what they've been able to parlay into great prospects with trades um when you go look over into the national league and it, again uh and again i'm not going to talk about houston because houston is houston we know what houston's going to be provided you know 
you know, unless they have some sort of major injury or something like that. Um, but you look at the you look at the National League East, and that's going to be a little bit intriguing as well. Uh, most folks have uh, Atlanta coming out of that division based upon what we saw last year. But we know that the Mets made some moves. You got Robinson Cano back over there. Um, you the the, the Grom pitching over there in Syndergaard. Uh, Phillies made some moves. Now you know we, we talked about um, Bryce Harper being over there as well as uh, Kutch, Andrew McCutcheon, and you know it looked like they're trying to resurge themselves. But again, being as early in the season that we just have to keep watching. Few games over 500. You got the Mets leading by a half a game over Philly, who was a half a game, you know, in, in Atlanta, and they're just all in in a, a pillowcase right now. What you expect? Twenty some, you know, sixteen to twenty games into the season. Uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee being Milwaukee, doing the thing. Another thing that's kind of interesting this early in the season is what we're seeing with um, uh, with with the with the Padres. The, the Padres right now are, are leading the West, you know, whoop-de-doo. And, and, I, and I know that's the bounce with Manny Machado being over there. But again, uh, you know, some reservations on how good is that team going to be and are they going to be able to sustain it. But it's something to have fun with and, and talk about uh, early in the year. Now, uh, what I do want to talk about, I want to go back to the Tampa Bay Rays. Because the Tampa Bay Rays, you know, several years ago when there was the three of us doing the inside the park piece, we had an opportunity to interview Jonah Carey. Jonah Carey is the author of the book, The Extra 2%, which basically is kind of the, and I'm not and I'm not taking nothing away from Jonah, but he, he kind of goes on what the Tampa Bay Rays did based upon like of a spinoff or um, a, a building up of the money ball that was happening with the Oakland A's, okay? Except you had like Wall Street uh, types that was running the Tampa Bay Rays and was doing a lot of buying and selling, you know, um, uh, sell high, buy low, or buy low, sell high, uh, and just doing a real good analytical and sabermetric idea of, of building their baseball team. This worked out very well some six years ago in which the Tampa Bay Rays made it to the World Series and eventually lost to the Philadelphia Phillies. And now we're starting to see a resurgence of that again. This is a very exciting team they're watching. It's early in the year again, but it's something, again, we want to keep our eye on. All right, what the Tampa Bay Rays are doing right now. And, they're, and, and, and they can really serve themselves well by continuing to um, really win ball games early in all of April and as much of May as possible. Why is that? Because because the standings is showing us that the Boston Red Sox right now is having a little bit of a World Series hangover. All right. Uh, at, at, at last check, you know, they were uh, just a little bit below 500. Uh, Boston is now six and they were six and eleven at, at, at the at the time of this of this podcast. Uh, probably win a couple more ball games, and you know that the Boston Red Sox are going to be there all year. Okay, again, we talked a little bit in our last podcast about the the mass unit that is now the New York Yankees. This is this concern that Rays well if they are if they are going to be serious contenders throughout the American League. Again, uh, you have a wash in my opinion in what you have in the American League Central. You have the Indians and everybody else, and then you go over to the American League West. Okay, where you have a couple of playoff teams in Houston, um, in Oakland, all right, but you also now have that Seattle team that, that looks like they're trying to make a resurgence too. The Rays can serve themselves well if they can just take care of everybody else. The Yankees are going to be the Yankees. You know, when the weather starts to get warm, you know you're going to have Boston there. But 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 your wild card teams, 14 like the Rays to really start to make a playoff push is going to be the Oakland's uh, and, and how they respond this year, and it's Seattle for real. 
And if that's not the case, or or if you yourself, Tampa Bay, are for real, that could be real fun to watch. So the Oakland, uh, in my your, your Oakland's, your your um, Seattle's, and Tampa Bay about that last playoff spot. Now, if anybody else is coming out there, yeah, we got to see. I'm not I'm not I'm not sold as much on on Texas as they used to be the Bashers, and I've already given my opinion on the Angels. Okay, and Brad Osmus, and they're doing exactly what I thought they're going to do. Okay, they can start off stronger. They're going to start off weak, and that's just going to be a very frustrating team. We've seen it here in Michigan with the Detroit Tigers with Brad Austin's when he's had talent. But I'm not going to spend no more time there. I think I spent enough time. But, um, again, the best record right now in baseball belonging to the, to the Tampa Bay Rays. We'll keep an eye on that, and we'll look at that and see how much that changes. We're also going to see, obviously, you know, how, how are these injuries to the Yankees going to really impact what kind of push they're they're going to be able to make? They don't want to get too far behind in in the standings, and and they're playing 500 ball right now, which is a testament to the talent that they have. But they've got to get some guys back. Okay, they're talking about um, uh, again uh, Stanton and some of those guys may be coming back uh, early part of May, um, but we'll see. They, they you can't go too you, they can't get too far behind, especially if Boston starts to uh, surge and if Tampa Bay stays as as, as strong as they have shown early in this season. You know, last week, we last time we, we spoke again, we you know, we talked about Christian Yelich. We talked about um, uh, Mike Trout. But Christian Yelich has lost his mind since he's left Miami. Since he's left by Miami. I know he was on fire, and we talked about him being on fire. But just this past week, the young man hits three home runs and, gets, and records seven RBIs on Monday. Uh, April 15th, which was not just tax day, but it was also Major League Baseball's um, uh, observance of Jackie Robinson Day. And he just clowned. I mean, he went to town. Seven RBI and uh, uh, three home runs. I know I don't know. Now, and I thought Christian Yelich was a, a nice player when he was in Miami, but I don't think anybody really expected him to really, really uh, go to town the way he's gone to town uh, this season. I mean, he has really, really uh, upped his game. He is, he was, again, people say, well, Hank, he was the MVP last year. Yeah, but I mean, he has really uh, doubled down on that this year and really uh, putting together a, a nice early season. You know, you don't want to see him get a play. He doesn't get hurt, uh, but he is really putting it together for Milwaukee. And, you know, they were just a hair away last year from getting to the World Series. So we'll see if this young man can uh, absolutely get them to the next level. So now what I want to talk about is uh, we're going to what I call our seventh inning stretch. Okay, seventh inning stretch is where I really want to kind of like break down one one topic and just kind of get you to thinking a little bit. So tonight's seventh inning stretch uh, is about no hitters. I really want to talk about no hitters because Already early in this year, and granted, it's early in the year, but already early in this year, uh, we've had several pitchers get into the seventh inning, get into uh, late in the ball game. And then, granted, they may have thrown over 100 pitches, but here comes the manager. Here comes the manager, and he pulls the guy. He pulls the guy, the reliever comes in, blows the no-hitter, and there you have it, all right? And I've seen this happen. I saw Dave Roberts do it last year with uh, the Dodgers. I saw a couple of managers do it this year. And the question I asked is, how important are no-hitters? Now, 
uh, if if I don't know many how many of you out there are bowlers, but if you are a bowler, perfect game in bowling is 300. That means you've gone the whole game, 12 strikes. That means you've gone nine strikes, and then in the 10th frame, you've thrown three strikes in the 10th. Can you imagine if you've gotten to the ninth frame, all right, and you're down to your last three strikes, and then somebody else decides to come and bowl those three strikes for you, all right? Uh and that's the one thing I want to think about. And now, 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 that might seem kind of trivial for for us out here, but I'm thinking about if I'm a professional pitcher. I'm a professional pitcher, and uh, I'm trying to. I've got a chance to throw a no hitter. Now, I don't care if it's in April. I don't care if it's in October. Okay, you want to really pull me out to possibly preserve my arm for the rest of the season. That's one argument. But the other but the other but the other argument is truly uh what kind of legacy does that does that leave me with? Okay. Um so I I, 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 I wonder about that. Now I know that there has been a lot of uh concern about Tommy John, but uh, but but baseball is different than it was back in the day in that you got guys throwing year round. You got guys that's playing uh winter ball, you got guys that's uh uh, that's just they never stop playing, but and that's all they do. So they're putting more stress on their arms. But I guess I'm looking at you've got a chance to 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 make history at the major league level, and you've never done this before. And unless you're out of gas, I guess my question would be: Before you're gonna take me, you're gonna take me out the game. Let me give up that hit, okay? Let me blow that game, especially when we're talking about early in the year. And I've seen it happen so many times where. Uh, this used to be something that the fans could get behind. I don't care who whose team you were, you were rooting for. If a pitcher had a no hitter going to the seventh, this is the time you want to watch. And these managers are pulling these guys out, and they're saying stuff like, "Well, he was erratic. They just wasn't getting around on him, and that sort of thing." But it's like it's a no hitter. It's a no hitter at the major league level. You're playing against major league hitters, and you give and, and you take me out the game. Me personally, I'd be livid. And it's like, you know, I may, I may, I might blow my arm out in the next game. Okay. Or I may not. I think about Andres Galarraga. Okay. Who, um, uh, uh, not Andres Galarraga. Um, and pardon me, the pitcher for the Detroit Tigers that, uh, had a perfect game going. Okay. He had a perfect, per uh, a perfect game going and uh, the umpires, uh, the umpire's call cost him a perfect game. He was never going to be a great pitcher. He never that 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 game never got him to his next contract. Okay, um, and uh, but the problem was that it, it left him without having something, without having a part of history of baseball history. Okay, now he's only known as a blown call, and he goes off with everybody else. Okay, but that's my point. It's like when you have. Um, uh, that sort of when you have that sort of opportunity let's go for it let's do it let's 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 try to make this happen and you know we talk about the tiny tommy john versus the pitching quality it's like it, it, it there's no guarantees there's no guarantees and i think that you give these pitchers an opportunity so we're going to move on to our closer and i'll make sure to get the proper name if the name escapes me you all know who he is uh, you can send that to me um uh, his first name is not Andres. That's just no. That's the part I do. No. Um, but I want to move on to our closer for today, 
And the closer tonight is is we're going to talk about the legacy of Jackie Robinson. Now, you see I got my Dodgers cap on tonight. And uh, this past week, this past Monday, uh, Mark Baseball's, Major League Baseball's um, record, uh, remembrance of Jackie Robinson. Uh, it's a, just a traditional event uh, in Major League Baseball commemorating and honoring the day Jackie Robinson made his Major League debut on April 15th. Um, on opening day in 1947. Baseball is really doing a nice job of commemorating things. Last week, last our last show, we they commemorated and have been doing it all season, commemorating 150 years of organized uh, baseball, uh, professional baseball. And uh, this past week, and they've been doing this now uh, since 2004, representing, you know, uh, recognizing Jackie Robinson's uh, first season in the major leagues. Um, April 15th uh, everyone all the players in the league plays uh, where's the number 42 Jackie Robinson's number obviously the the, the first major league uh, black major league baseball player uh, in the modern era uh, the Dodgers played the Reds on made on, on Jackie Robinson day this past Monday April 15th uh, which is kind of also um, um, which is which also significant again the Reds played the first um, professional baseball game, uh, which we talked about 150 years ago, and now they're commemorating playing the series, played the series with the Dodgers on Jackie Robinson Day. Uh, which again, that that to me is 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 baseball has done a really nice job of, of doing all of that. To talk a little bit about Jackie Robinson, also commemorated one his his birthday is this year, 100 years old. To give you some perspective, Jackie Robinson died at the age of 55. Okay, uh, um, and so just let you know that 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 the stressors and everything of what he had to do, what he had to accomplish, um, uh, I, I believe took a toll on him. Again, one one man's opinion, but they had his his wife out at Dodger Stadium to commemorate the day they brought her out on the field. She's over 90 years old now. Uh, and it was really, it was really always. It's it's a nice event to see. It's always a nice event to to uh, to recognize what Jackie Robinson did. Jackie Robinson, as we all know, uh, made a path for players like Hank Aaron and um, Willie Mays and Barry Bonds and you know uh, Andrew McCutcheon and Ken Griffey and King Griffey Jr. and you can just name them all and all and all and. Uh, you know, other Negro League players that had an opportunity to, to, to play in the league uh, because of because of, um, of Jackie Robinson, Satchel Page, and, and the like. So this this is always, you know, a, a very, very uh, special event that baseball puts on. Uh, I'm commemorating it. You know, I'm wearing my Dodgers cap. I don't have a cap from uh, a Brooklyn Dodgers cap, but I'll, I'll probably have to get me one one of these days. But... Um, uh, Again, a, a very fine event for for, for uh, baseball early in the season. So that's our show for, for today. Uh, stay tuned to these RSG networks. We will, uh, Inside the Park will be coming to you uh, quite often now. Uh, as, as things unfold in baseball, we will be breaking it down to you. We will, and and uh, I'll let you know what I see. Uh, and, and stay tuned. And we will give you we will, we will give you our baseball uh, up front and personal. Okay, so uh, until next time, this is Hank Davis. 
Uh, that's the ball game, folks. And, and uh, be careful and drive home safe. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.